and welcome to the Tesla Life number <laughs> 207. Here we are the 23rd of uh, June, 2021. And uh, look, guys, I got an alert. The show starting hey. right now. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's how I we are this. live. Yeah. If, if you're out there watching, if you click on that bell, you'll get notified whenever the show starts as well. No matter if we're starting it. A couple minutes early, a couple minutes later, right on time. You'll be notified at any point. And Hockey Day was first in chat this week. Yeah, we've heard some questions about whether it goes out accurately all the time, but that's out of our control. That's YouTube. That's YouTube right there. I had one where I had one where the show notification didn't go out till five minutes before I ended the show, and this was on my (laughs) two-hour Sunday stream. (laughs) Yeah, your Sunday chats are uh, not uh, five minutes. They go on. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You won't be checking in in the last five minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I guess they're done. <laughs> so we got uh, Hockey Day in the chat. We got and Derek. Casey's monitoring. Yeah. We got Derek. Uh, he got notified, he said, with a little Excellent. bit of a YouTube delay. So uh, fantastic. Welcome to the show, guys. Well, uh, this week, uh, always stuff to talk about never ends. And uh, just sure. a quick update. This week uh, with UFC fighter uh, Bendel Durish. Squeaky Wheel. (laughs) Yeah, or or Squeaky Wheel is his middle name, exactly. Uh, He, of course, uh, prompted Elon Musk uh, after winning a live, uh, after winning a fight, uh, being interviewed by Joe Rogan, uh, which I'm sure had another piece of the puzzle to that, uh, had said, hey, Elon, where's my Model X? And Elon responded back to him and uh, apologized and said, you could have this Model Y until your ex showed up. Well, apparently <laughs> this week his ex showed up. and uh, Give me back my car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to sell him. quarter uh, end. <laughs> so he got his new uh, ex, but it didn't say whether or not it was a refreshed vehicle. And I'm thinking it couldn't have been. It's because not. I'm looking at the no front of it. No one has gotten a new X with the new front yet. That part. I'm also mm-hmm. looking so, at the front, and it looks like mine after a vacation. So he's obviously been driving it. So it's not a plaid <laughs> X, right? No, it's uh, not. So it, it might be a few hundred feet, but it's not plaid. showed off that he had, you know, the yoke steering wheel or something, but uh, there was just an exterior front shot, nothing else. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm seeing uh, the chrome on the front and the fog lights like mine, so it's not refreshed. So seats, seats uh, like, uh, I wonder if Elon uh, found somebody with a leftover one that's it's gotta be a demo somewhere, it's or if they demo. made a special one out of spare parts for just for him. <laughs> I don't think so because it's got it's got some it's got the Model Y seats for the front seats, and uh, yeah, it was like the last like they must have found this one hanging out at the factory or in some showroom somewhere uh, of the last yeah. of the 2020s. So he got his vehicle, and uh, now he can keep his daughter safe because that's what there he said go. he was getting it. He wanted the safest vehicle possible to put that's his daughter learned. in. Which means he uh, doesn't need plaid speeds. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, well. you know. Uh, that yeah. is absolutely yeah, I got some, some ludicrous with the safest <clears throat> SUV on the road. <laughs> yeah. Casey knows it doesn't have to be. Uh, it's no slouch. Uh, so uh, <laughs> even with the older version of the vehicle, it goes fast enough. Oh, this guy in a Camaro the other day was, uh, I was just chilling at a red light and apparently I was racing. I didn't know it. Uh, he got way out ahead and then he saw my 6,000 pound rear end. 
<laughs> uh, then at the next light, apparently I was still racing, and uh, and uh, he got I got way way ahead, like miles down the road, and then he comes blasting by. It's like, well, uh, you've already lost if I'm all the way up here and you took it that long to catch up. <laughs> well, you know, after a while, it just gets crazy, right? Like if you get uh, prompted to to go light the light, or you mm -hmm. know, if the guy has to spool it all the way up so that uh, you know he's beating you once he's doing 120 miles an hour. Oh, I only go to the speed crazy. limit. It's crazy right. for the streets. So, yeah. uh, you know, just yeah. light the light, keep it within the limit. Acceleration is key. And of course, Tesla has that to spare. Yeah. Even even that, though, um, when the light turns green, if you jump on it and get into the intersection, uh, you still get in trouble. <laughs> at least around here, there are some people who see yellow and think I can make it and oh it turned to red. Well I'll just count that as orange and I'll keep going yeah. or whatever. So so if you get into that intersection too fast, even if your light is perfectly legally green and it's your turn, that doesn't mean someone else is gonna Yeah. So that's uh, true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Always keep your eyes open. That's for sure. Yeah. And yeah. and and if people want to be jerks at the stoplights, no, take that shit to the track. That, that don't yeah. do this in city streets where there are pedestrians and other people oh, is, that's not what it's like at night but yeah yeah i get you it, yeah yeah i'm just yeah the lawyer just called and said chill <laughs> <laughs> not recommended blah 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 mm -hmm, so exactly today i was running between doctor's office dentist home and i saw at least five people run stale stale like yellow lights like like by the time they decided to punch it uh the light had already turned red and they still ran it anyway Wow, and stale so yellow. I like that term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so by the time they got through the intersection, it had been green on the other side before they even entered. It's like, come on, guys. This is this is how people die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stay safe well, out there, everybody. With that, um, oh, Zachary's joined the conversation. Hello, Zachary. Thanks for Howdy. joining. And uh, with that, on to Casey, who's got a story about the UK for us. It's me. What was I talking about again? Oh, yes. <laughs> so we've the, got yeah. Model 3 uh, from Drive Tesla Canada. We found out that a Model 3 police car is beginning trials as an emergency response vehicle in the UK. It, it looks appropriate. Let's take a look. So it's now jumped the pond. It's uh, Yeah. Everybody wants police one. police want to see it. It's the way to do uh, in it. In the UK. <laughs> yeah. And is that, uh, oh, I think I've got a photo of this. I can probably share that with the audience. All right. And is that a, it's either a three or is it a Y? The I Model 3? Three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's got the, the appropriate UK livery. Livery? Stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Markation. Ooh. Oops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, Casey no, we was no sharing the image. <laughs> That's what's going on. I, I overran Casey and turned it off. So, uh, yeah, so the, the Model 3 is now um, being tested in the UK for a police vehicle. Also, oh, performance. I like the. Sure, um, I like why the, not? Go for it. Yeah, I like the yeah. crosshatch in the back where uh, it's got the, the diamond triangle that they always have. And, uh, and, and the, the way they mounted the lights and such uh, on the inside is just like, have you guys seen the Model 3 uh, phone holder where it's like like a sidecar to the to the screen? Off the, yes. off the screen? Yeah. That's what they've got for the light bars controls. Nice. 
Yeah, so I wonder how long until Tesla's uh, just this is a something you can order. Uh, well, maybe not like anybody, but uh, so that the, it'll uh, come with all the uh, things that the, the police off. Uh, off there's yeah, there, there's so many of them ordering this now that um, it would for be a smart nice to upgrade. have a police package like mm -hmm. like Ford, Ford and General Motors have police packages they have available to you. Right. Yep. Yeah. It might be a little difficult with so many different precincts, and they all have different counties, have different requirements, different countries. Uh, but uh, it, it's so you charge a, a nice premium for it because it's not going to be high volume, and there's a lot of logistics to to handle with all the different requirements. But uh, if you can do it profitably and get uh, more EVs out there on the road. Because those cars put in a lot of miles, and that's a lot of emissions that we can avoid. Yeah. And idling, too. They do a lot of idling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I like the way that they, they put the sticker around the uh, B-pillar, but they left the cutout for the camera. Uh, we've learned hmm. from some folks that get their B-pillars wrapped that they uh, they aren't very uh, useful for autopilot after that. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's Derek a pro tip asking. right there. If you're getting right. a wrap done, make sure to tell. Don't cover oh cameras. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't cover the camera. That's not real. Uh, yeah, maybe well, that's an amateur uh, the, tip. The, the, <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds a bit of yeah. Well, see what happens. If you cover is, a is, camera, it can't see. Uh, well, did you know that? Wow. No, no, we're talking. We're talking. We're talking clear PPF. So, so what happens is a lot of wrap shops think they're being helpful, and instead they're introducing a, a way for there to be moisture or. Uh, it, like it is fine when you leave the shop, but the minute you have some adverse weather or go night to day, like it might fog up and, and the camera hates mm -hmm. that. Even if, even if you look into it, it looks fine. Um, mm. uh, Derek is asking where they put the shotgun. And from what I've seen of UK police is, uh, when they do need an armed unit, that everybody starts shouting armed unit and they say armed unit <laughs> inbound. And, and, uh, I, I like the way that they do it. You know, you're about to get shot. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a guess because <laughs> not every not every constable has has a has a firearm i know in, i know some UK. departments uh lock their uh their shotguns in the trunk yeah a lot of them as do. opposed to mounting it behind the officers in the front of the vehicle yeah um, a lot of them have uh gun uh locks uh that are in the trunk uh for those uh, particular weapons uh, in San Jose, they have a vertical rack between the front seats. Yep, that's what they were talking about doing with the, with the cyber truck. A lot of the uh, uh, police that I've been talking to, and um, in the Model Y, they'll probably mount it like behind the driver, assuming that they don't have a cage for a prisoner. And Andrew says, "Good morning from Stockholm." <laughs> Very good. Three, <laughs> what time I'm is sure it? It's early. It's early. Five hours uh, from here. So it's like, yeah, three o'clock in the morning. You're on your way to work, I assume. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so uh, they hope to see the same kind of savings that we saw with uh, Barkersville and several other mm -hmm. agencies. They'll have better savings because, of course, uh, uh, gasoline yeah. is double that of Canada yeah. in Europe. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know that our prices are high. It's double in Europe. So Wow. Uh, Lots of gas taxes over there. Exactly. Well, Plus, it meets with their with their uh, end of end of combustion requirements in those countries. Hmm. Yeah. And of course, a number of those European cities now have mandates in place where you you know I, I guess it wouldn't stop the police, but it would not stop uh, the police. They're asking that combustion vehicles <laughs> do not drive in the in the downtown cores. Uh, 
Right. It would also help with uh, stealth. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, they can still just unplug the noisemaker. <laughs> yeah, with with stealth, and if you want to catch people in EVs, uh, good luck doing that in a gas car. <laughs> right, right. I could, I could just see these criminals at three in the morning creeping around, and go, and one of them goes to the other guy. Do you think there's supposed to be an ice cream truck out at this time of night? <laughs> <laughs> they put a silent mp3 <laughs> oh my goodness detective that mode uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, model s uh, at the drag strip of yeah. course the uh, model s plaids that were released a number of the owners immediately went uh, to uh, test their vehicles out and one of them took it to a drag strip in the san francisco bay area and here's the crazy thing uh, with a with a vehicle that's on the drag strip, the regulations of that drag sh- strip uh, requires that any car that is a sub 10 second run, they have to have certain safety equipment like a roll cage, like a parachute. Um, uh, driver needs to have a fire suit. Uh, helmets are always required. Um, but once a car goes below that sub sub 10 seconds, those serious measures like parachute roll cages are required. And of course, the Plaid doesn't have any of that. What it has is a car that definitely does sub 10 seconds. Uh, but mm-hmm. what they're, what the owner in this particular case did was that he would either let off partway through the race or he would let uh, the timer kick off and then he would start late. But he was just guessing uh, yeah. so that he would stay above that 10 second mark. And of course, the uh, the track superintendent or marshal came over to him and said, "Hey, listen, if this car is going to go under ten, we're going to have to kick you off the track. That's all there is. You get one warning, and then the next time you're off." But the the track marshal knew that this car was definitely going to do that and gave this owner a couple of tricks to try to keep it under ten. And then he said, and when you're ready to get your full runs in, he said, when you've done your practice, you know how fast the car's been, you want to get a final run in. And he said, just make that your last run so that we kick you off the track with your new record in hand. So uh, <laughs> they were nice about it. Uh, but of course, they have to follow the rules for their insurance liability and everything else. They've got to follow the rules. But uh, yeah. it's just kind of funny that a four-door sedan, you know, luxury vehicle, is out there blowing away track records and it's so fast that they require a roll bar and a parachute in order to run it flat out. I I kind of get it for cars that have been like souped up to reach that, but a stock car is not tuned at all. That's extra, extra. I mean, I get the fire suit, the helmet, whatever, but the roll cage, I mean, seems excessive. Oh, it, it definitely is, but it's, this is a new class of vehicle. The right. world has not seen this before. Yeah. It's brand new. Maybe the rules will change over time. Hopefully. Uh, that, uh, you know, production cars that are not uh, modified in what whatsoever, the safety equipment in this is fine to do these things. But yeah. at this point, these are new records that have not been broken previously. And, of course, the track has not seen this before. So this is, they, this they is were... new territory. They were arguing if my bus needed uh, hood pins or not, but they decided since it's stock, then I don't need hood pins. 
Like that's another, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's another crazy thing. Yeah. Well, let me go home and drill some holes and put some hood pins in. No, that's not going to happen. So uh, exactly. it'll be, what a, what a travesty that would be. But uh, my, my, my drag race insurance dropped me too. <laughs> They're like, Hey, we're not going to renew you. I like, what? <laughs> I called them to find out why and nothing. Silence. Silence. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, very cool though, that uh, it has, uh, it's, breaking new ground and of course the car is breaking records uh, as we've yeah. seen last week when we heard that uh, they were out at Laguna Seca as well so another example of this is now the drag strips yeah um, I'm sorry if I've said your name wrong but uh, Gook asks uh, Tesla's are the safest cars in the world why roll cage on a closed track and I think it's just legacy it's like they have the rules set up and then uh, whoever thought a stock car would make these numbers when it's all been purpose-built race cars or super, super tuned up uh, combustion cars. So uh, they just have to catch up with what's going on. Uh, yeah. Zach says his dream is getting kicked uh, out of racing for speeding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're too fast. <laughs> this is a track. What do you think this is? A track? <laughs> Exhibition of speed. <laughs> Get a speeding ticket at the racetrack. Yeah, getting a speeding <laughs> ticket at the racetrack. Exactly. Uh, oh, there's our show title. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, along with, uh, of course, the Model S, uh, another big thing that uh, was released with the vehicle was, of course, that yoke steering wheel. And it only took a couple weeks. And now Model 3s and Ys, there's an aftermarket that you can get a yoke for your car. So this uh, looks Casey better than Patrick, the last one. Have you, have you ordered one already? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I didn't think so. But uh, I've got a photo here. It looks pretty cool. It looks, yeah. uh, you know, except for the, of course, the buttons aren't the same. Uh, but um, it does give you the ability. Here we go. Share. Bingo. Yeah, so this is a. I can't get one for my ex, not yet. The this... one that you used to have for us is ugly. <laughs> hmm. Now this one is uh, from uh, Brian at I One Tesla. He yeah. made a video about this, and it's connected. Uh, the aftermarket group is called Hanshaw, I believe. Yeah, Hanshaw. Yeah. And uh, Hanshaw is um, actually he's got a he's got a binnacle display as well. That's Hanshaw as well. It uh, is. But, yeah, he uh, had something else before them, and uh, obviously he likes this better. Uh, this this one is uh, faithful. Just got, of course, the the thumb spinners as a normal yeah. three or uh, Y would have. He does not have the extra buttons. But get this: this is Alcantara around the outside. Yeah. Unlike and the Tesla, I, the the wheel prices are somewhere between <clears throat> nine hundred and eleven hundred dollars U.S. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if Alcantara is a great idea for a I, high touch area. For, right, for exactly. Something you're putting your hands on to get, you know, kind of dirty quite quickly, I would think. If you yeah. wear driving gloves, yeah. But you don't. Right. So I've seen Alcantara covered shifters and then it, it just gets uh, like Cookie. becomes shiny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, it, it loses that nice Alcantara texture. Um, so I, I don't know that that's a good choice for a high touch area, but I don't know. Yeah, and they, never... they do have other choices. You can get just uh, you know carbon fiber 
there there's other choices it's just that he, okay. this is what he chose i'd go with the vegan wrap and the heater yeah and oh, they no, have well, a heat option there's i don't no know i'm just that's, that's what i would want yeah, yeah. there's no heat <laughs> option at this point probably for if the model x you know because that's already there mm-hmm. we'll see there's brian I mean, it, if it, you don't know what brian looks like i won tesla yeah, we don't need to give him a plug he's got 10 times more followers than we do. <laughs> it's not a competition. Oh, it's it's always it. nice to spread the joy. Exactly. You're right. And, uh, You're, yeah. This nice Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'll put the link, of course, is in the notes if you want to watch the video uh, with him uh, using it and installing it. Uh, it's all there for the watching, if you wish. And from what I saw of it, it seems to operate just as well as the Tesla's square wheel, not a yoke. Well, that's the other <laughs> thing. Of course, we found out, right? Was that yeah. uh, it's not a it's not a, a wheel that modified the steering based on your speed. Uh, Elon did make a comment about that uh, via Twitter, and indicated it was something that Tesla would aim for. So it sounds like it's not really on the drawing board at this point. He the said in a couple of years, just a normal wheel. Yeah, we right. saw how long two weeks is for him. I don't, I'd, I'd hate to find yeah, out how long he a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, we still haven't found out how long two weeks is for him. We, we, we've just discovered that it's a lot longer than six weeks. Is that the, uh, the button? Uh, yes. How long was the... Uh... Do, you remember, do you remember him at the uh, latest event when they said about the... Uh, about uh, do you want uh, to have uh, waypoints? And the crowd cheered wildly, and then some guy yelled out of the background, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, so the uh a lot of the or not a lot of at least one of the plaids at the event uh, was shipped with the FSD beta. Oh. Mm -hmm. So that just puts them in the beta program. That what about all the rest of us? Nothing for us. <laughs> Yep. Where's my download button? Come on. Give me my daggum button, Elon. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a post-it note and write download and stick it to mine. <laughs> uh, there was somebody who did that for uh, April Fool's. They, um, they, they, they put one in and they made it move and they went to go touch it. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next, uh, Patrick's got a story about uh, Sydney, Australia. What's going on there? That's right. So uh, you know me, my quest for a future free from fossil fuels. Well, here's a apartment building in Sydney that is helping make that a little more possible. So they have installed 201 kilowatt hour of solar panel PV system. And they've installed a lot of Tesla Powerwall batteries. That is 324 kilowatt hours worth. So uh, let's do a little math. Uh, there's 13.5 each. Power packs. <laughs> yeah, at that point, when you're installing that many, maybe a, a power pack is the, the way to go. Uh, but because uh, you could only put so 10 of them together. In, in an installation. So if you have right. them set up, if you have this split up into different, with that much solar, you're going to have different inverters. And so you can treat each of them as, a, as its own group. Yeah. And uh, so this is really cool. If you're an apartment dweller, it's much more difficult to get solar. It's not like a yes. homeowner where you own your roof and you can just go and contract somebody and do it. But uh, if you're looking for an apartment, 
now, uh, if, if solar is something you're interested in, this is a, a great option for you. So I think more apartment buildings, condos, other places are going to start doing this because people are caring more about it. I mean, we're having record heat waves. And if you have a system where, uh, okay, there's more heat, that means you need more energy to run your air conditioner. And if that's being sourced by fossil fuels, that means more emissions, which means more global warming. And that's an ugly, vicious circle you don't want to get stuck in. So yeah. what we need instead and, and is solutions Venus? like this. Yeah, uh, and that comes out to be 24.92 uh, uh, power walls. Yeah, I was just about to thank yeah, you. Yeah, so if, if you can't divide it in evenly. I, I got 24 exactly. More of a, Did oh, I use the wrong number? Uh, uh, 324 divided by 13.5 is 24. Oh, I didn't I didn't include all the partials. So uh, Yeah, yep. 24 exactly. So they probably have it broken up into like five or ten yeah, per a couple power walls per across the different buildings. Right. Yep. That would explain why they wouldn't use a power pack. Although a power pack would still be <laughs> it, more it cost effective. It would be interesting to see where where the cost effectiveness of going from a power a number of power walls to a power pack would be. I wonder where yeah. that uh, where that crossover point is. Yeah. Plus you get the auto bidder, and you get. You know, the installation is quicker because they're just dropping in uh, three units from a crane instead of hoisting up 24, 300 pounds. Right. <laughs> but then you have to dedicate a couple parking spot size uh, places for it where this could just go on the wall uh, yeah. of the existing the building. Next to the uh, solar panels. Yeah, hope they don't shade them. <laughs> all those batteries on the roof. Uh, that might be a bit of a structural yeah, issue. <laughs> uh, I wonder if this, yeah. That so might I be why. Talk about, talk about a pool being heavy. You get uh, all those batteries sitting there. That uh, that would be heavy as well. Yeah, and a power pack is ten power walls, and if a power wall is somewhere around three hundred pounds, that's significant. Yeah, so this is a pretty cool uh, idea, and it says here that the, this will be able to provide about five hours of backup to the apartment complex, uh, which is uh, if you're if the, if the grid goes down because of the heat of the day. Instead of uh, roasting, you're going to be able to have five hours of, of uh, energy, and hopefully that's enough to get you into the cool of the night, and then the demand on the grid drops. And if you're lucky, your uh, outage is less than five hours, and, and you're uh, back up and running. And in the when we lost power here uh, in this winter, it was only for a couple hours, and that was the, the tower walls took over no problem, and uh, power came back online, and Unlike everybody else on the block, we were not uh, without power at all, uh, which was which was really cool. Or somebody goes street racing and takes out your transformer outside the uh, the apartment overnight. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> well, the yep. other thing is that this that uh, you know this particular company that's building this apartment complex, it's a learning thing too, right? Is, mm -hmm. uh, if they they put in this number of power walls, they put in X amount of, uh, of solar panels, they're going to be actively monitoring this over the time that that installation is up and running. And they'll be able to, to adjust based on uh, the data that they get back over time. So maybe they'll add a few more power walls, or maybe they'll add more solar panels or a combination based on the results that they get over the time. Right. And like you said, uh, maybe the, um, they will look at uh, power packs instead of power walls 
or even mega packs, depending on how big of a structure they're building, <laughs> and, and maybe just build it in from the beginning. Like, okay, we're going to save this spot. This is where we have all the uh, power connections, and and everything's pre-wired for it. And uh, you drop it in, and and it's ready to go. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll put out a white paper so other people can benefit from their, their knowledge uh, from uh, from putting this installation in and tracking it over time. That's a great idea. Uh, next, oh yeah, this was kind of interesting. Um, uh, I was out viewing uh, the uh, the website that uh, we frequent, or I certainly frequent, uh, which is uh, supercharge.info, uh, which tracks all the superchargers around uh, the world and uh, keeps track of the permits, keeps track of construction, keeps track of the actual uh, ones that opened. And uh, what I thought was kind of cool uh, was uh, I was looking at Austin, Texas uh, recently, or in that area, the, the greater Austin area. And uh, whoops, what I've got here is a photograph or a, a screenshot that I took from it. And you can definitely tell that oh, wow. uh, Tesla has moved into Austin. Uh, because like my the comments have uh, gone through the roof. They've, uh, you know, you've got... Uh, We've got what's two, four, six, seven new ones uh, with the three that were in the downtown core already. So uh, it uh, definitely shows that uh, Tesla's on the move in Austin. They're going to start to build up infrastructure around them. And of course, uh, that only makes sense uh, because you're going to have a lot of employees moving into that area. You're going to have a lot of people with Tesla cars uh, that are going to be uh, setting up shop and would want the convenience that they previously got in Southern and Central uh, California. Maybe one day they'll be able to sell them there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just for those out-of-state visitors coming into Austin. <laughs> and just for people to know, uh, the Tesla Gigafactory in Texas is somewhere in this vicinity. I wonder if they can put any at the factory like they did in Fremont. Got to believe they're going to because they're going to open up nature trails, right? Yeah. Mm. So they're going to have places for people to park. And I'm sure, I am sure there will be superchargers there as well as some oh. probably L2s. Yeah, hopefully a couple of destination chargers because uh, I'd be a little upset if I needed to charge to continue my trip and somebody was out on a hike. Um, yeah. That's an interesting point. I just saw another video. Actually, it was with Brian from My One Tesla where he went to the Grand Canyon. And uh, at the at his hotel uh, there, uh, they got um, uh, a Tesla supercharger up back with 12 stalls, and it also had a six or eight L2s uh, nice. from Tesla that were in the same spot. So uh, you could go for a walk, and uh, your car wasn't blocking superchargers if you were gone for over the 40 minutes or 20 minutes it would take to charge on the supercharger. At the most, yeah. <laughs> It's like, I got to run back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm getting charged by the minute here. <laughs> yeah, getting charged by the minute now. Oh, I saw a uh, Facebook post. Somebody had a $40 overage charge. Um, they were showing, yeah, on their, uh, on their, I don't know if it's a Y or a 3. It was it was the new screen. And uh, their charge session was $4. Their overage session was $35. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. the idle fees, right? If you stay yes. plugged in longer than you uh, should, and um, it's it's 
the right thing for Tesla to discourage people from plugging in and just walking away. And uh, maybe I'm a little bitter because uh, when I got my leaf, I drove out to Spirit Mountain, this casino that's quite a ways, uh, and I needed to charge to get home. Well, I go over to the one Chatamo that they had there, and somebody was plugged in and just gone. And uh, so they had a level two. Uh, I plugged into that. Uh, but uh, And then I, I was in the car for about, I don't know, 90 minutes before they finally showed up. And they had been charged. Uh, uh, they were when you got there, probably. Yeah, they were almost done to the point it was going slow enough that they could have been on the L2 and, and got the same speed. And so, I mean, they could have moved and I could have charged, but uh, they were in the casino doing who knows what. And uh, yeah, when there's only, yeah. So when there's only one stall, you you can't just walk away. Uh, You gotta, you gotta be there and attend to it and and the chair. So uh, they only get those idle fees. If the, the, the supercharged location is more than half occupied, which means you do need to move your car and the app gives you warnings and you can always check your state of charge. And so, uh, yeah, so uh, I have no sympathy for that person. That that thirty five dollars, they should they should uh, they uh, they earned it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, uh, since we uh, another tip for the for our viewers, if you call and ask, I think they'll wave it for you one time. Oh, it's automatic uh, now. They'll uh, they'll wave your first one. So I was talking to a, an older go. gentleman in Florida, and we we got to our Tesla time, and then. Uh, I realized I should probably go check on it, and uh, I got myself a 50, 50 cent uh, fee that they had waived automatically. I said, this is your only warning. <laughs> you wasted it. You should... <laughs> <laughs> 50 cents. No, no, let me pay that one. Yeah. Wave yeah. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to, I'd like to see them um, charge more than just at half, but, but the thing you have to remember is that just because it's empty when you get there, it doesn't mean it's going to stay empty. So if you uh, are there and it's almost done, you should just be ready to to go get it because uh, there could be, you know, it's a platoon of Teslas. I'm not talking a club. It just could be just a, a bunch for whatever reason yeah. is a bunch. And now it's full. A coil. What, what, a I, what I found amazing <laughs> with, with my trip across the country there before COVID uh, was that um, the charging was so quick is that, you don't realize how long you had to stand in line to get food or something like yes. you, you go to the washroom you get a drink you, you order some food and all of a sudden my app is alerting me hey five minutes left and it's like <laughs> wow that time like, just i don't even have up. the food yet i just ordered yeah, it paid. exactly <laughs> look yep. we were traveling as a family so uh you know the rest of the family remained and i go out and move the car but uh i was i was shocked partway into the trip as to how quick the car would actually charge and alert me that it was time to move it. And now it's even faster with uh, the proliferation of version three. And then mm-hmm. as we see with the new Model S and Model X, and soon with all the other cars as they are want to do, they upgrade stuff all the time. Uh, yep. You're adding hundreds of miles in 15 minutes now. Yeah, right. I think the S was 183 miles in 15 exactly. minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So it's uh, it's getting shockingly fast. It's over two hours of driving at 60. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like to think well, of charging in miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're going 700 miles an hour. <laughs> Speaking of uh, charging and topping up, on to our next story. And this one's about, uh, about a recycling group that uh, we know. Uh, Patrick, what's that about? 
That's right. This story is about redwood materials. Um, but uh, since this is related to J.B. Straubel, I think it's important that we first say, uh, if you haven't heard uh, this past weekend, J.B. Straubel's wife, Boryana Straubel, was biking and she was hit and killed um, by a driver who crossed the line and hit her while she was biking. So our condolences to the Straubel family and everybody involved in that. That's just a horrible accident. Um, and uh, it's it's a shame that it happened. It's uh, uh, people behind the wheels got to end at some point. Um, okay, so this story um, is from rgj.com. RG, uh, and Redwood Materials is doubling down on the Reno area. Currently, Redwood has about 100 employees. And with this expansion, they're going to grow to about 600 employees. So that's some significant growth. And Redwood Materials, they are a battery recycling company. So uh, batteries run our modern world today from uh, all of our uh, electronics and computers and portables and uh, and our cars and soon semi-trucks and eventually airplanes. And uh, so it's, it's incredibly important that these are recycled. And uh, that is exactly what uh, is happening here. That's Redwood's intention is to be the, uh, the uh, gigafactory in reverse, the uh, taking batteries and turning them into components that can be made into new, better batteries. Uh, That's a great way to put it. Gigafactory in reverse. Yeah. The anti-gigafactory. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, J.B. Straubel was the chief technology officer at Tesla. A lot of the innovations that they have, uh, he was vital in getting that company up and going. I mean, he was their technical expert for all things. And uh, if, if you know anything about his history, he came from uh, doing uh, solar cars uh, in, in college and, and uh, teams doing that and uh, was was definitely a, a or is definitely a genius in this in this area and uh, so uh, no one better to figure out how to uh, to uh, make these materials from uh, what we're all hopefully uh, uh, recycling and not throwing away there you go uh, so uh, good luck on redwood yeah, um, so they're doubling down on Reno because they're purchasing more land as well. well obviously, if you're going to increase your employees from 100 to, five, to 600, you've uh, probably got some more buildings and stuff uh, as well. So uh, that's that's good news because, of course, this is going to be a huge uh, amount of um, recycling is going to be required as vehicles get into their 15th, 20th year of operation. At some point, those batteries are going to be needed to be recycled, and uh, and I understand that Redwood is not just aiming at the electric car market, but they're looking at anything that uses a battery. They Correct. want all the consumer devices. They want phones. They want tablets. They want computers. They want anything that uses uh, those batteries to be able to recoup some of the uh, materials that are inside of those uh, battery packs. So uh, it would be even better is if uh, these devices can be constructed such that removing the battery is easy and then they can just give them raw batteries. 
Well, wouldn't that be nice in our world uh, as it sits now for almost anything? Um, yeah. When it comes to, you hear about recycling programs for say plastic bottles and you find out that uh, certain bottles and containers are not the same plastics across the board. Some of them can be easily recyclable, others not so much. In fact, uh, there are even certain grades of plastic that cannot be recycled. It's just garbage. So yep. uh, yeah, the, our world needs a healthy dose of this uh, across the board, I would say, Casey. Where we could uh, we could turn around and say that, you know, maybe that's part of the design of the product, that everything that can be used can be pulled out of it uh, easier uh, in order to make the recycling a bigger part of the uh, of the entire operation. Yep. Right. You need to think cradle to cradle, not cradle to grave. Right. Exactly. Now, I was watching a program on mushrooms, uh, how they're using mycelium to uh, replace some foams and plastics, which is a start. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I saw an, a note on that as well this week. So uh, you must have seen the same article that, or I spotted the same article you were reading. Perhaps. Um. Along with that, uh, let's move into recycling fees. How about subscriptions? <laughs> Casey, what do you got on that? Yes, they cycle back around every month. <laughs> <laughs> they got um, no problem making those things recyclable, did they? Right. So, so in the uh, Tesla mobile app for Android and iOS, uh, there is now a subscriptions tab. And if you go to it and you're me, it says you have all the available subscriptions uh, because uh, my car my, my car doesn't have any subscriptions because everything's included. <laughs> uh, but uh, right now, the people who do have something here, it's showing the, um, most people still don't even have that. But for the people who it shows something, it shows the, uh, the LTE connection, the premium internet connectivity. And so, uh, we're so the new subscribe section showed up under the upgrades, mm -hmm. and uh, this is mine, so you can see mine's ah, blanked out. Um, I've got nothing to subscribe to, but we're thinking, of course, that uh, this we'll ultimately is where FSD's coming to. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. Exactly. So... Uh, Kind of interesting that uh, they've been updating this and of course rolling it out uh and uh i'm sure that uh that uh, it's just going to show up one day um yep. without much fanfare <laughs> of course we'll have the fanfare we'll be all right. excited about it but uh until then uh at least the section is built and it's awaiting its arrival i think we'll get a mass customer email from tesla on this one because you know they they, uh, they do enjoy the paper <laughs> yeah um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they have some free trial uh, that comes with it. And then that that way, after your trial, if you're just like, hey, that was really cool, hit the subscribe button. I still yep. want to know what's going to happen for people that don't have the updated computer yet. They have maybe 2.5. Yeah, good um, point. Is there going to be, a, well, yeah, you can have a free trial. It's going to cost you four grand to upgrade your computer, <laughs> and then you can have a free trial. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, so Derek said two weeks from when, and uh, Trent says the second. Uh, I think it's just the two weeks and until the, 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 the head explodes and they pull off the mask uh, on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, two weeks with uh, no particular start date, so it can be two weeks from any time. <laughs> it, it will be two weeks uh, after two weeks before it finally arrived. <laughs> exactly. How long, how long is your stay, ma'am? Two weeks? Two weeks? <laughs> Uh, uh, so some people did have uh, what they thought was um, items that were showing up here where it had full self-driving and um, autopilot, but really that was just showing all the upgrades on their car. And uh, like, uh, like on Mark's, mine also wasn't showing anything extra, so it looks like they sorted that after after folks got excited and put it all over the internet. So, mm. Mm. Yep. Um, so on its way, we'll keep our eyes on it. And of course, if you have a Tesla app, you can keep your eyes on it anytime you want. Just open the app and go to upgrades. And so if you do see something, go to Twitter and go to at the Tesla life and let us know. There you go. And of course, uh, you can also follow us on uh, YouTube, YouTube where you are now. Please give us a thumbs up. Press the subscribe button. That helps us out, gets us in front of new eyes and helps support the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, the Tesla Life numeral one, and you can follow us there. And Patrick helps narrate that. Also, a thank you to Casey as well for helping being our technical guru with our live shows, which have been uh, getting much smoother as time goes along. So uh, thank you, Casey. Thank you. Also, moving on to the next story, and this is uh, this has got something to do with computers. And uh, yeah, what's going on there? Uh, Patrick. That is right. So Andre Karpathy, uh, Tesla's head of AI and computer vision, was at, what is the name of this conference? It was the, the 2000... on Autonomous Driving. Right. At the 2021 Conference on Computer Vision and Pattern Recognition. And he gave a talk. And it is actually a really cool talk. Uh, I, I highly recommend watching talk. it. <laughs> How long was it? Eight hours. Uh, Andre uh, got in at the last 40 minutes. Oh, okay. Right. So if yeah, I only watched Andre, this section. Skip to the last 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, in it, he talked about um, why Tesla removed radar, for example. And he mm -hmm. gave examples of here is the data that we get from the radar. Here's the data that we get from the camera and how much more accurate the camera is now. And uh, they had a, a really interesting example where they had a car intentionally uh, you know, on their you know safe test area slam on its brakes in in front of them, and uh, and they did the same. And with this, with the radar moving and whatever, they uh, radar would lose track of the car in front of them, and then regain it, and then lose it, it again, and it gained it yeah. and lost it six times. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, on the track, there's nothing else on there but guardrails and this other Tesla. <laughs> right. And uh, so that's, you know, noisy, inconsistent data, whereas the camera was giving them smooth and consistent data. And, and so they were able to much more reliably use that. Uh, and they also demonstrated how uh, they're doing distance measuring. And the nice thing about that is you can make uh, an, an inference on distance and then uh, the next second, when you know how much you've moved, you can make it again, and that can tell you how close the original estimate was. And then if it's not accurate, then you can change it. So that's self-labeling data. Uh, one of the, the hardest things to, to do 
is get a good training set. Well, if you can have this system that's able to teach itself like that without a person going in and, and telling it, no, this was wrong, and that, but but instead uh, it, it can sample again to confirm previous samples or or um, reinforce when they had it right and uh, give feedback when it was wrong. That's how you get a system that is incredible. And so, but that means that Tesla is collecting a lot of data. They've got a, a fleet of, I don't know, a million cars out there now collecting data around the world. And uh, if you want to use that, you need a supercomputer to analyze all that data and program your neural net for the next reversion, next iteration of your self-driving software. So one of the things he revealed in this is that the supercomputer that Tesla has today uh, would rank uh, fifth in the world for supercomputers. And this is before Dojo, which they are currently working on, have been talking about for a couple of years now. So this this supercomputer, I don't know if you're showing a, a picture of his uh, slide. Um, yep. I'm not going to go and into now. the technical specs, <laughs> but uh, How? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, imagine that, uh, I mean, it... This is a company, how many other auto companies, not that Tesla is just an auto company, have supercomputers, let alone one that's ranked in the top five in the world? So uh, that's, yeah, exactly. So that's how Tesla's doing what they're doing. They are a technology company that sells cars and uh, they are going to solve computer vision in a, a way that no one to date has done. And uh, that's what's going to enable their uh, incredible self-driving system. There you go. And then there's a whole bunch of people in the comments on that article arguing whether or not they actually meet the top five designation. So it could be another case of Tesla sliding in there on the specs. But, I mean, even if they miss by a little bit, that still puts them in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and uh, what matters is that they have uh, adequate horsepower to get the things done that they need to do. And... Uh, and we know that there, every 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 Tesla that goes out there on the road is another thing collecting data for them, which means that they're going to need a, an even bigger supercomputer a year from now, which is what they're working on. So they're going to continue to upgrade this and scale this as their fleet scales. And uh, if if they're selling 80, 90, 100% more cars than they did last year, uh, that, that that's going to be a lot more horsepower they're going to need every year. Yeah, definitely. They're going to have to keep up with that with that exponential growth uh, that they're experiencing. Right. No question about it. Absolutely. Well, we'll keep our eye on that story as it progresses. And of course, uh, as uh, Dojo comes into play uh, and uh, Andrew, uh, who is out there uh, keeping, he's, he's, of course, the top AI guy at Tesla as well. And uh, we look forward to more presentations that he kind of slips in here and there. Those things really aren't announced at all. It just seems that uh, someone comes across it after they happen. Uh, but uh, we do get some interesting tidbits uh, from those discussions. Absolutely. I do wish we'd get more of these like deep technical talks rather than you know magical hand waving where people make up their own stuff. Uh, because this is really cool for the people who care about it and the people who don't can just be like, oh, it's a supercomputer and walk on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, and this, as as a lot of Tesla events are, um, part of this was him recruiting. So, yes. I mean, at this conference, the, the 
the people who are attending are the ones who are interested in this as their career. And, uh, and so they gave out the email address, uh, supercomputing at tesla.com. If you want to apply, if this is an area you're studying in school and you're graduating soon, or you want an internship or you're changing careers or whatever, there's a, uh, there's opportunity there if this is what you're interested in. Yeah, and a great forum to, to do that. Uh, get a young mind uh, who wants to head in that direction and and get them to apply. Get uh, get their name on the docket to discuss as to whether or not it's a good fit. Yeah. With that, on to our next story. And this one, of course, we've talked about previously. It's about New York City. And uh, Casey's got an update for us on this. I do. So a few weeks ago, we talked about a New York City taxi company called Revel and how they had uh, decided to invest in a bunch of Tesla Model Ys as their taxis. And they got their um, their application in and they got their medallions. And now all of a sudden, the taxi commission is telling them that they can't do this unless they buy 50 combustion cars and add them to the fleet as well, which is asinine. <laughs> right. Why would the taxi commission care what kind of uh, drivetrain this has? That's Corruption. none of their business. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only logical excuse is corruption. Because unless somebody has some shares in oil, they have no reason for this. I mean, the rest of the taxi fleet already contains enough combustion cars that if they have some reason for like heat or uh, availability or whatever their excuse might be, they've already got it. It doesn't have to be from this company, too. Well, right. I, I think what also happened here is that uh, the uh, New York City uh, Taxi and Limousine Commission has only a certain number of medallions that they give out to access uh, for any type of uh, ride hailing service, right? right? And what they've done here is they had a loophole to allow more EVs to get into it. They had a, the ability to jump to the head of the line. If you had an EV uh, fleet, you could get a medallion easier than you could if you were a gasoline fleet. That makes yeah, sense that if you want more uh, EVs yeah. on the road. That's exactly what you should do. But mm -hmm. what they what they have done in the last month is there was a rumor going around that they were going to be dropping that insert of EVs into their medallion program. And apparently there was a meeting that was going to happen yesterday. And uh, a lot of people thought it might have been a foregone conclusion by how the commission was speaking about this. And sure enough, after the meeting happened, it was voted to take away that ability to get EVs into that extra position, that that easier position to get a medallion. And uh, quite unfortunate. And I think the commission, to try to maybe save face, had turned around and said, well, you could enter as a regular fleet if you had at least 50 vehicles that were gasoline. And uh, then we could enter you in and you could get a normal medallion and then bring EVs into it as well. And it's like Ravel companies going, what? We want an all EV fleet and you're telling us that we have to buy gasoline vehicles and then swap them out for our new Model Ys? That's crazy. That is crazy. Buy, buy 50 beaters that barely qualify for the, the license and then just park them. Well, that's, that's <laughs> the thing, Casey, is you can't buy beaters. They have to be brand new vehicles. Oh, they have to be brand new? To, there's, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's requirements that the vehicle has to be of a certain age and a certain number of uh, miles on it or less. So they can't just go buy nothing, you know, nothing vehicles and move them out. 
get a bunch of candies. Well, candy is not qualified, but you can get the uh, the Nissan NV two hundred and then park all of them and then sell them to local uh, local contractors. I, I, I just think it's short sighted of it the is totally it's shooting themselves taxi in the foot. and limousine commission uh, that they wanted more EVs, and of course we know now that people want to drive in EVs. We look at those stories about the New York yellow cabs and how they're starting to transition their fleet to electric vehicles because people are requesting a cab that is an EV as opposed to a gasoline vehicle. People Mm -hmm. waiting around and re-requesting to get the Model 3. (laughs) Exactly. People Mm -hmm. are willing to wait to get an EV drive as opposed to a regular because people are curious, they're interested, they want to experience it, or they have experienced, they don't want to go back. Right. you know, having this fleet in Manhattan would have been a big plus. It would have showed the city is progressive. It would have cut down on pollution on those congested streets. If anyone's ever been to New York, you know that the sidewalks and the streets are congested with people. And uh, to have a little bit less pollution floating around would be a win for everybody involved. Right. And they were doing the right, this company was doing the right thing by their drivers. They're not making them gig workers. They were all W-2 employees with benefits. I'm reading this here. (laughs) Yeah. So they're they're putting zero emission vehicles on the road, giving people real jobs with benefits. And and, fast chargers they installed. And yet the commission is saying, no, we don't want that. Uh, It it definitely sounds like they are trying to protect, protect the existing businesses and not looking at what the right thing is going forward. I, I would rather another company. I would rather see them say we are not going to give medallions to any gas cars uh, after 2025, and yeah. or, or something like that. And um, that means you have to start now putting electric cars on the road so that you're not you know getting rid of your whole fleet at once in 2024 on in December. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. So the it says the commission sat through the testimony, and then had zero questions and spent zero time deliberating before making their decision, which means this was just a show. They had already decided, and it didn't matter what was said in this meeting or what the facts were. It was uh, just a a done deal. That's horrible. Yep. Unfortunately, that is the way it has come down. So uh, if you're in New York, complain. Go and... and (laughs) Make your voice known. Send a tweet. Uh, send a letter. Send a, a voicemail uh, into the uh, taxi commission and let them know that you're unhappy. Because uh, if enough people do it, uh, they will change their minds in a hurry. We've seen that happen in many different instances. Yep. Write your local politician. Write the mayor. Right. It says the Sierra Club and Tri-State Transportation Campaign are backing a uh, revel in this. So if you're... Uh... Those, there's uh, two groups that uh, you can work with to uh, try to try to get this changed, or maybe there's legal action um, that you could support. Who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, get plugged in and uh, make yourself heard. That's what we've said in this trend. program before. If if you're an individual with an EV, uh, there's not a lot of power being an individual. But if you associate yourself with an EV group that's in your area or region that group has power there's always power in numbers so yeah. if you're an ev person get involved by joining your local group 
So at least you're informed about things that happen. If there's going to be a tax hike on EVs, if there's going to be a change in, in policy on how EVs are, uh, you know, controlled in your region or area, it's always good to be at least on a newsletter or at least connected with a group that you're informed. And uh, I would certainly encourage all of you to reach out to your local group and join it. Uh, typically, there's no charge to join or to be on an EV uh, email. Um, they they just want to, to, to hear, you know, maybe send you a, a survey here and there, but uh, definitely reach out, see if you can be a part of it. And uh, together, uh, we can make things like this change. Absolutely. Uh, Breakneck Trent asked, uh, what will they do when the Tesla robo-taxi fleet awakens? <laughs> go out of business, but uh, the practical answer is probably block empty Teslas from entering the city. <laughs> Right. You see it right here is a perfect example. They're going to use all the bureaucracy they can to try to suppress this as long as possible to protect the status quo for the people who are currently making bank off of it. Well, freedom, freedom of small business. Like yeah. Ravel, uh, Ravel that have bought, you know, all these cars, all these Teslas, for example, I wonder if there will be room for large fleet groups inside of the Tesla robo taxi world. Uh, Elon uh, said, about yeah, individuals owning a yeah. couple of cars and having them work for you. So uh, is that is that something that's in Tesla's future as well to allow a fleet uh, to do it uh, as well as an individual? Yeah, Elon didn't say no when when a couple of folks asked him at uh, at Autonomy Day. So. The annoying part about this, I mean, there's lots of annoying things, but they already had their medallions, yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> you want to get that before you spend a lot of money on this other stuff. And so they were like, okay, check. We did what we needed to, to, to be able to do this. And, and now to cut their legs out from underneath them just seems like dirty pool. Seems like the way to do it, though, because now they've invested, so now you're really hurting them twice. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're in it for evil, which... I mean, outside looking in, this is exactly what it looks like. Mm -hmm. It does yeah. look shady, doesn't it? But uh, mm -hmm. it is an industry that has been shady for a long time. Um, so uh, there's more of that uh, still in there. But uh, hopefully uh, things like this can change uh, with, uh, with people pressuring them. With that, on to our last story of the evening. And this, of course, is uh, exciting news. Tesla has now entered at the top of the chart, the number one position for an American-made car. So this uh, cars, uh, cars.com uh, does a survey every year, and they check all the parts that are inside of a vehicle, uh, where it's assembled, all five different matrices that they, they track, and they uh, find out who is the most American car. So the one that's made in America, parts come from America. Uh, the engine is made there. It's 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 assembled. Motor. It's completed. The motor. Uh, the, it checks all these different uh, boxes, and then it comes up with a uh, a rating based on those five categories. They don't share the exact rating, but they give us the five categories, and then mm -hmm. uh, they uh, come up with the top list. And this year, Tesla submitted their paperwork as to where their parts and uh, and their uh, motors are coming from uh and uh they ended up uh, in the number one position the most american car made was the model three 
the Model Y showed up in third position. And uh, so they took the first and third position this year, uh, whereas last year, without the help of Tesla, uh, they were, were without the help of Tesla showing them where the parts were coming from, all the proper paperwork, uh, they were down in the list in the top 10. But uh, now they've jumped ahead once they've submitted their paperwork to the organization, proving where this stuff is coming from and where, uh, where the parts are uh, placed and where it's finished. Of course, we all know Fremont is where all the North American cars come from. But um, it is good to see that uh, if you want to buy local and support local jobs or countrywide jobs, this is the place to do it because uh, it is now taking that number one position based on the data uh, that uh, has been shared with this uh, particular organization. Yeah, I, I think what stopped them in the past, uh, Model S was actually submitted to this as well. And um, what stopped them in the past was the battery for Model S came from Japan. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, 7,800 parts that, <laughs> that came from Japan and or, or one big one, depending on how, how they wanted to measure it. And um, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't submitted before now, because you would think that the Model 3, when they were wrapped up the Gigafactory, would have already qualified. Unless, I don't know, maybe the computer or something, because now that's coming from Texas instead mm. of China. Right. But, but like Mark said, um, Tesla just wasn't submitting paperwork to right. them. So it was up to them to try to guess, and, and they're not going to give credit if they don't have documentation for it. So, right. uh, you know, where it where the Model 3 has been on this list um, up until now has been... Uh, Outside looking in. Yeah, rounded down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it might have been number one all, all this time, uh, but now we have documentation of it. And yeah. and I like the fact that, so Tesla's trying to build on every continent, have uh, a, a gigafactory or two on every continent, and then as much as they can locally source which just makes sense. Um, that's just a lot shorter logistics chain. And the longer that logistics chain is, the more likely it is to have problems. Uh, and uh, if there's a natural disaster in that area, well, that impacts the factory and that's gonna be shut down anyway. And, and so if their suppliers are shut down too, well, that's not a problem. But if there's a hurricane across the world and it shuts down your supplier, uh, but you're still actively going, you've got 99% of the parts you need, that's a serious problem. So, uh, yeah, locally source, uh, locally produce, uh, locally sell. It's uh, the, the way, to, way to go, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, having, having three distinct supply chains uh, based on continents uh, certainly would help. And in the situation where Patrick mentioned where there was a natural disaster or one of the parts was wiped out for whatever reason from a certain country, the other two continents could chip in and send those parts over to, to their back on their feet again. So exactly. uh, it makes sense to have that ability to source from multiple suppliers, even though, you know, if, if you were to triple your order, you might get a, a cheaper widget price, but to support your community, support your country that these cars are being made in and by those employees that live there, it just makes a whole lot of sense in my mind. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy to pay a few dollars more for a widget uh, just because it's supporting where you live and yeah. where you operate. It just uh, it just makes sense. And, and those distinct supply chains all running on different continents can help each other if there was to be a disaster to wipe out something that the others needed. 
Yep, and they look like they're well on their way because, like I mentioned, they've got their uh, their fab out of Samsung in Texas, so they just got to get the rest of their chips made there. And uh, they've already got the fabs in in Taiwan and in Shanghai and China, so <laughs> they're good there too. Yep, very cool. Well on their way. Absolutely. Well, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching this evening. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up. That really helps us. Press the subscribe and follow us on Twitter, the uh, at The Tesla Life, as well as uh, Facebook, The Tesla Life numeral one. And uh, with that, uh, Casey, any shout outs this evening? Yeah. So over at YouTube.com slash Casey Green, I've got a couple of videos coming out. Uh, one is on an adventure with level one charging and another is an, another review of a food tray in the car as well as uh, quite a few other videos i've got on the uh, on the editing pile so uh stay tuned very good patrick what have you got to share with us this evening i am with the oregon electric vehicle association you can find us at oeva.org and i blog occasionally at cardswithcords.net uh, and the, my latest story is just a couple days ago, we had a bit of a heat wave here in Oregon. And so our local utility put their virtual power wall, virtual power pack, virtual power plant, that's the VPP, uh, into, into action. And um, it didn't go exactly the way I think they wanted it to go. Um, so, uh, and you can read all about that at carswithcords.net. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, with that, we wish you all a great evening or day or wherever you're, whenever you're watching this. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week so you can find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Stay positive, test negative. Thank you, Lee Moon. Good night, all. <laughs>